All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women Sporting Women Can Network. If you would like to follow the show or join us live, please like and follow us on a majority of our social media platforms. You can find us at Just Alive TV. You can also find us on the website at justalivetv.com. Join our newsletter, check out our blog, our mini episodes, all of the above. If you would like to be a guest speaker or if you would like to see a topic featured, we are always, always looking for your topics because, well, that's the title of the show, giving you something to talk about. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Today's episode, we're talking about what is mindset? What is our mindset? Um, Today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. If you would like to go and check out the seven mindset pillars, go and check that link out. They're also offering you the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge. It's a five-day challenge to the five ways that you are giving away your power and how you can start taking it back now. Uh, So go and check that out. Um, Today's episode is also joined by our guest speaker, Shannon Sundberg. Shannon, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Shannon Sundberg, and I am a certified ULA life coach. I am a mompreneur, and just I love working with women around mindset, and I'm also a certified aromatherapist, and all of the things that come with balancing, having a balanced life. And yeah, I think that's, that's me in a nutshell. We definitely need to have a balanced life and who better to do that than you and I, (laughs) because what we're talking about today is what is our mindset. And you and I both have um, expert status in that you as an ULA certified life coach myself with the seven mindset pillars. I believe that everything comes down to mindset. Absolutely. Everything, our choices, our, um, lifestyle, the situations that we put ourselves in, um, and, and not on purpose. I think that we do a lot of it subconsciously or unconsciously, and we don't even know we're doing it because people don't realize the association of our mindset and how we project that outward into everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love watching the progress of when that shift happens with the mindset of, gosh, I, I feel broke all the time and this and that. And so there's that scarcity mindset that when it shifts to the abundant and abundance mindset, it is um, so much lighter on the shoulders. And I just love watching when those limiting mindsets are worked through and the people come out the other side and they start making progress. They start making um, progress towards dreams, goals, uh, their wellness, their health, um, And the ULA uh, lifestyle that I do life coaching in also has seven kind of foundational pillars um, or spokes in a wheel because we kind of roll through life. And so we also have seven and the, and they can all magnify and enhance the other areas. We all have strengths. We also all have weaknesses and areas that burn have less passion to work in. So I love watching also when you take the mindset areas that you're, that you're strong in and have that support you in the other areas too. Um, I knew that ULA and my mine and ULA are, are similar, but different. Of course, we do have the seven mindset pillars, right? And I always tell people that the seven mindset pillars, if you think of mythology or even, you know, Greece and Rome and how they had the big pillars, like holding up the arenas, right? That's kind of what I look, what I look or associate the seven mindset pillars to, right? Is this foundation of, 
thoughts and beliefs. And I said it yesterday um, on yesterday's episode, we were talking and I said, our lives are like a garden, right? Like our reality is like a garden. We put seeds into that garden and we grow that garden based on what we're thinking, what we're feeling, how we project that, how we express that. And as we feed that garden, we can either talk to it in negativity or we can embrace, you know, oh, hey, it's thundering today. And maybe, maybe those plants are getting hit by hail, but that's okay because they'll, the sun will come out and it'll be okay. Right. Um, And they'll be stronger for it. And so depending on how we look at things on a daily basis, you know, I don't want to go too much into it, but mindset and and positivity there is the toxic positivity right and so it's it's kind of knowing which which way is toxic and which way is like a coping mechanism right yes yes and I love that you talk about like the foundation and the holding up because you know moving through life especially like for me as a mompreneur, I'm working full-time. I'm being a mom full-time. We have so much stuff coming at us and how we balance all of that. It is a struggle every single day and we can go through it with this attitude. Um, I always, I love talking about the attitude of gratitude where we find the positive in every situation, even if it is a not great situation, like, gosh, I was just speeding and I got a ticket. That's horrible. Um, And, you know, but maybe the gratitude in that is, you know what, I wasn't paying attention. Now I know, or maybe, you know what, it slowed me down. And now, you know, like there was an accident ahead and now I'm not part of that. And so that uh, finding that authentic positivity in our in ourselves and also how we talk to ourselves. Um, one of um, the the seven F's of ULA are for that I share about our fitness, finances, family, field as in your job and career, um, faith friends and fun. And so all of those, you're kind of evaluating on a day-to-day basis and seeing which ones you need a little bit more support in. And you're calling on the other Fs. Mama? You're calling on the other Fs? Is it okay if I wear your shoes to Nani's? Yes. Close the door, please. And the mompreneur life family. Um, And he's off for a little bit of fun. But um, you can call on on some of the Fs to support the other ones. So, um, and when it comes down to like friends, I always think about like who, I always ask people, who's your biggest cheerleader? And they always name someone and they never say it's them. Mm -hmm. And us being our own, we need to be our own biggest cheerleaders the voice that we hear the most often and what we listen to, to the depth of our heart is ourselves. And so really having that mindset to be kind and compassionate and have grace for ourselves is really important. And how that mindset, that positivity for who we are, where we are, and what we're doing to move forward is really important, you know, just in life, but then for achieving your goals and dreams, your physical, mental, and spiritual health as well. We don't realize, I think, as as people or as a community that, again, everything comes down to, to that mindset, right? So the way I explain it is that with the seven pillars, or in your case, Ula, um, as we're 
from the time we're born as we grow, right? We create these belief systems and that's my seven pillars, right? We create belief systems in each of those pillars. And so mine are self, spirituality, romantic relationships, family, friends, career, and finances, right? The seven most important aspects of our life. And as we build those belief systems in those pillars, everything that we do, every thought that we have, every emotion that we have, every action we take, every, everything that happens is based entirely on those pillars, right? And what we believe about those pillars. And so as we're moving through life, we'll create beliefs. So say if we have a positive or a negative, it doesn't really matter. If we have an event that happens, we'll put beliefs into place to protect ourselves, to embrace that. As we get older, those beliefs may not work anymore. They may not be aligned. And that's where those limiting beliefs come in, right? Or, or unaligned beliefs. Um, there are limiting and unaligned. I'll get to that in a minute for anybody watching. But um, actually I should get that to that now unaligned beliefs are beliefs that you've created that, that at one time or another, they align to you. So maybe it's a belief that you created by, because of peers, because of school, because of your parents, right. Um, and it's not aligned with your way of thinking. It's not aligned with who you are at your core, your identity. Right. And so that unaligned belief will cause issue in your life because it's no longer serving your greater good. It, it's no longer aligned to who you are and what, you, what your goals are. Limiting beliefs are the ones that sit there and say, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Um, I can't do this. I can't do that. Limiting beliefs are very negative beliefs about yourself, about your abilities, your prowess, your power, your courage, all of that. So as we get older and these unaligned beliefs become more prevalent because now you're learning who you are at your core, you're starting to, um, you know, as we're, when we're kids, right, we, we have teens or when we were teens, it was like, oh, I feel really, you know, I feel really um, passionate about this. Maybe our parents say, no, you're not going to do that. That's not for you. And then you push aside that passion, right? You'll create an unaligned belief saying that's not for me right? That's not what I really want. It's not going to make me money. It's not going to make me, you know, happy. And then you push it aside. And then years down the road, you're like, but that's what I really want. Right? How many of us go back to that? Absolutely. I, I think about back in 2002, I became a certified aromatherapist and went through all of the schooling for that, became a certified aromatherapist and had everyone tell me, that's not a real job. You can't make money at that. And um, what a great hobby that is, but that I should just, you know, keep going with my accounting and human resources and go into corporate America. And so I pushed aside that passion of supporting, you know, wellness and all of the, the therapeutic benefits of being an aromatherapist and push that aside and did it as a hobby here and there until like almost 12 years later when I am just fed up. I'm, I'm sad and just, I'm just not happy, you know, very unaligned and I went back, recertified as an aromatherapist and started down the road of using my seven Fs to build up to eventually open my own business so that I could do what I had this strong passion for. And I'm just so like, I'm so grateful that years later, there was support for that. And that it was about, it was also about the relationships that were going on that didn't want me to, you know, be bigger and greater and, you know, just, just settle into this little, um, box and, and do what the societal norms are. And so I was so grateful that when it came back to that passion, that there was the support for, you can do anything you want. You can, you can figure out how to make money with this. Like this is so needed and people need this service. And 
So I was so grateful to be able to go from unaligned to like really being in alignment and how that created so many opportunities for growth for me because it led me down a path to doing energy work and becoming a Reiki master. It led me down a path of um, become a, becoming a certified Ua life coach, which wasn't an opportunity, you know, eight years ago. And so it led me to where I am now, where like, there is no limit on what I can do. And so I love that we're talking about the unaligned because there, there was, and some of the effects of that were like relationships, like within my own family, within my friends, that had me not believing in myself and, and, and what my passion was. And it happens all the time. Um, I know that when I first started um, in my spiritual journey, because that's what started me off in the first place. When I started in my spiritual journey, it was, you know, all these questions about, you know, spirituality being, uh, you know, being afraid of spirituality, being afraid of, you know, I was born and raised into a religious household. So it was being afraid of heaven and hell, being afraid of going to hell or, you know, seeing ghosts and being able to communicate with, with spirits and um, evil spirits and all of that. Right. And so all of that fear that I had at the beginning stemmed from family influence stemmed from, you know, the religious influence that I had, it stemmed from the, TV shows and movies that represented psychics and intuitives and mediums and even spirituality as a very negative or, or fearful thing. And so I had to go through all those unaligned beliefs and be like, no, 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 like this doesn't work for me. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I believe in this and really just learn how to stand strong in those beliefs, which I haven't really had a problem doing. But then as I started to awaken spiritually and just really just dig into who I am spiritually, there came all these questions. Well, you need to label yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. Every mentor that I had, not everyone, I had a few that were, were very open, but a lot of them were like, you have to do it this way and you have to do it that way. And I was like, I don't want to though. Like that doesn't feel right for me. And so when you start to look at your own mindset and, and understand what your mindset is and how it's created, how it works and how you control it, you can start creating things that actually matter to you, that actually feel aligned and feel good. And then you're not jumping all over the place. And if you are jumping over the place, that usually means that something isn't aligned. It usually means that something's getting in the way that you need to learn. And so when you're in that mindset of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, um, I'm never going to be happy as a struggling artist or whatever it is that, that you've been taught, it's time to look at that and, excuse me, reevaluate and say, this isn't me. This isn't, this isn't my belief. This isn't what I want. This isn't who I am. And then go back. So I have the hiccups. <laughs> and then go back to <laughs> who you are and what you want right? So we see this when you start your businesses. We see this with the spiritual community, right? You jump on the community, the spiritual bandwagon, and then it's like, oh, you have to be this way, and you have to be love and light, and you have to believe in this, and you have to believe in that. If, otherwise, you're in this group, and in this group, and so we get it a lot. Society does it a lot. Coaching, right? Um, I don't know how many times I've been told that I'm too negative to be a coach, that, you know, because I think positivity can be toxic and, and I vocalize that. I believe that negativity is the catalyst for, for positive growth, that we can always find a silver lining or a, a, a lesson in that, that we use to grow. And then not only that, but becoming a coach, right? It's like, oh, you have to focus on one thing. You have to do one thing. You have to be one thing. I run and own six businesses. And while over the last few weeks, I have let them all falter to the ground while I've been learning my own lesson, somebody asked me today, um, how do you do it? And I'm, I'm just going to pull that up. 
Um, how are you managing your time to look out for you and for all the lives you're impacting? And that was, that was the question I got today. And I said, I've made sure that each one works for me. I have six businesses, four children, a husband, a ton of animals, and a lot of responsibility. I've made sure that all of them work for me. My mindset has created each of these businesses to work for me. I make sure that I am my first priority, that my children know that they are their own first priority, that in order to create something that means something to them, they have to put themselves first, but not at the expense of everybody else. If I went to work for somebody else's business today, that business is going to revolve around what works for that owner. And when you get into a coaching business, and I'm sure you'll agree, when you get into a coaching business or, or become a CEO or an entrepreneur, a lot of the times you'll be told you have to do it this way and you have to do it that way. And it has to look like this and you have to niche down to this. My newest business is called My Biz Fits Me. And it is literally and utterly based around creating a business that fits you, not me, not every other coach in the business, you. And mindset helps with that. When you have a solid mindset or even one, cause we're always go, you know, going up and down, right? We always have lessons to learn. We're never fully um, done learning those lessons. When you start to gain control of your mindset, you open up a lot more doors. You have a lot more confidence, courage, power, love, and, and expression. And everything starts to fall into place. That is so true because I, you know, back in 2020, I thought, gosh, a lot of my in-person was cut off. And I had the flexibility to be able to take what I had, my knowledge and my expertise in aromatherapy, start making aromatherapy products that I shipped off to people and to help all of those parents and kids that were now being distance learned. So I created a whole Harmony at Home box to support the parents and um, a gentle day to support the kids. And I made it work for me. And I was able to create that in my own business because it was my own business. And so creating it, I love that you say like having it work for you. And I could have sat there and said, gosh, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna close down? I looked for the silver lining in that I was able to develop these aroma care boxes that I didn't necessarily have time to do before because I didn't have the um, focus to get it done when I was seeing all of my in-person clients. And so having that little break from seeing them got that project to a point where now it works for me. And so now it's like another layer in my business and the mindset was huge because I could have just sat there and been like, okay, I'm going to sit here and binge watch Netflix all for the next, you know, couple of months. And if I worked for someone else, there would have been all of these limitations and restrictions and things that I would have to do that wouldn't benefit my family. You know, I having my own business also provided me the flexibility that I had to home to do distance learning with my son. And I had the flexibility to do that and still take on virtual clients and create a schedule that fit in with the school schedule. So I love what you're saying about having them work for you because, you know, even for myself, while it's all under one umbrella, I have three different areas that, and actually kind of almost four different areas that I, that are under my main umbrella and each one takes time and 
focus and attention, but they all complement each other and they all come together and work for me. So <clears throat> being if I wasn't working on my own businesses and these branches of my, my umbrella, I, I would be really limited in, in, in my, even my time freedom um, to be able to, you know, go on a vacation or, hey, let's take off for the weekend because, you know, uh, things got shifted around. And so I love um, being able to take those pillars, have them supporting all of the areas and creating a life that for me, I'm, su I'm super passionate about. I'm super passionate about supporting my clients. Um, I love, you know, seeing my in my in-person clients, my virtual clients, my product clients, and I'm able to do that because really it's, it's about that mindset of that I could do it and I could be creative. I could have my businesses working for me. And so if I need to, you know, take a day off to, um, celebrate the first day of school, um, with my, with my son, I can do that. And so creating that mindset that you can do anything is so important. Or even just understanding what your priorities are in your mindset, right? Because that's your mindset. We have our identity, right? Our, our core identity. It's who we are, what we what we're passionate about, what we love, what we like, what we dislike, what we don't like, what we hate, because there are moments of hate. Um, we have all of these in our head and our mindset tells us, you know, how we react to those and how we express those and what's going on and happening in our day to day. So when you're, let's go into a little bit more of what is mindset, right? Um, when you are walking down the street and you see something and you have a reaction to that or a trigger to that, whether it's positive or negative, when you have a trigger to that, that's actually your mindset telling you, hey, your belief is this, this is how we're going to react. And reaction is an emotional response to something. It is instant, it is instinct, instinctual, and it is automatic. There's no logic behind it. It is literally your mind telling your body to react or your, your instincts, your emotions to react. So as we go through that and we realize that everything that we do is directly related to our mindset. 95% of our life is, is created, uh, sorry, 95% of our reality is created by our mindset, right? So that's why I said, if we had a garden and you take that garden, right? And you, you in your mindset, you say, okay, this is in your mind's eye, not your mindset. In your mind's eye, you see this garden, this beautiful garden in front of you. And you know what it, you want it to look like, right? And so you go to the store, you buy all the seeds. You know, maybe the store owner comes over and they're an expert in gardens. And you say, this is what I see and they're like, well, try this one and try this one and try this one. Instead of you going through the flowers and saying, I like that one and I like that one. They're like, here, try this and this and this. They're putting their influence on what you want. Right. And so you'll go home and you'll create your garden based on the advice of the other person and how that sat with you and how that shaped your belief on, on what you were creating whether you have the confidence to follow exactly your path and what you want, regardless of the input of others. And then you go and create this garden and maybe there's one or two pieces that you don't like, right? Maybe there's, maybe it doesn't look the way that you envisioned you wanted it to look and you have to make tweaks. And is it the gardeners that are the owner of the store? Is it their creation that you've just put into place or is it your own right we can't blame that store owner for telling you 
hey, try this, this, and this, you could have said, oh, thanks, and not done it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what our mindset does, is we create based on what we believe, and we allow the thoughts and opinions of others to influence our beliefs, and then we create that reality. So if we are in a negative or toxic relationship, we've created that unconsciously. We've created that because most people don't understand the correlation of our life, our reality and our belief systems and how we actually create it. Nor most of the time when we create a toxic relationship, it is because we believe we're not worthy or we're vulnerable or we're desperate right? And it's a sign, hey, we need to, I'm not dealing with this, we need to change this, right? I don't deserve to be treated that way. And usually toxic relationships show us how to be strong, how to put ourselves first, right? How to make decisions based on our needs. And people don't understand the correlation of our reality versus our mindset. Mm -hmm. It's very true that, um, and I think about even our body, our body at that cellular level, like if, you know, as a child, you know, and even as adults, um, our body takes little snapshots so that it knows how to deal with things the next time that situation arises. Um, and so that way, when oh gosh, you were riding your bike and you went off that curb and you fell and you hurt your arm, there's going to be moving forward, the reaction is going to be different. And it, and it starts in that mindset where, gosh, last time I went off that curb, I got hurt. And so maybe I'll go off the curb differently or maybe not at all. Um, but it starts to plant these um, beliefs and limits of what we can do going off that curb there, you know, maybe you didn't see the little rock that was there. Your balance was different. So there's all of these external things that come into play and we focus on one little piece of it that, gosh, I went off the curb and I got hurt. Now, the next time you go off the curb, it could be totally fine. And so, but we, we do, we hold on to those snapshots and, and then carry them forward. And then if we give something a try and it doesn't get the results, like things can start to be triggering, um, talk, toxic relationships, how, you know, um, I'm of an age where like girls did certain things and boys did certain things. And so I was very tomboyish. And so I was told a lot, like, you can't go do that because you're a girl. And so it really started putting limitations and, and I was just kind of like, but it doesn't matter. I, I still, of course I can do that. And thankfully, I, my dad was super awesome and was like, you want to do that? Let's go do like, yeah, go do that. Like, it, it doesn't matter that you're a girl like that. That's just, it just doesn't matter. So I was so thankful for that because that belief was put into my head at a very young age that it didn't matter what my gender was that I, I could do anything that I wanted to do. I could participate and be a part of anything that I wanted that, you know, that there weren't these limitations on that. So um, yeah, all of these external things that um, come into play when we're making decisions and moving forward. Um, and I, I love helping people work through that. And um, even just little comments um, that we make to ourselves. 
hey, you know, um, maybe someone's not as advanced at, in reading. I say that because I have elementary school age. And it like, if, if a child says, I'm not very good at reading like that, in my mind, that's them limiting themselves and they've heard that somewhere um, or they have felt that. And, and I love that you talked about spirituality because we don't talk about enough how um, that intuitiveness in us comes into play also. Um, and so encouraging to not talk about limits on ourselves and go and you know even telling that child you're a great reader and you're going to keep getting better and better and better um so even if they're struggling in learning something or progressing towards a goal or something putting that that mindset of hope into and sharing that with others can can be that little toehold that they need to keep going yeah. So. See, I do it a little bit differently um, in a situation like that. Um, if one of my kids comes up to me and they're like, mom, I'm not good at this. I'll be like, okay, that's, that's fair. If you feel like you're not good at it, that, that's fine. Right. Because they're just like us. I don't push aside those feelings. Right. I don't try to cover them up with, with, um, and I'm not saying you do. So for anybody watching, it's, uh, we we do tend to do that though we do tend to cover up our our feelings and our thoughts and try to push it aside with gratitude and positivity I'm not like that and and I I feel like that creates kind of a, a fake um or a misguided humanity in that sense now if I turn around and the thing is and I'll give an example of this. So if you're in a toxic relationship or you've been in a relationship, just like the curb, the curb idea, right? Riding your bike off that curb. Every time you do something that hurts, you remember that. And as you remember that you start thinking it chips away, right? It chips away at your confidence, at your courage, at your capabilities, it chips away at it. And so your trust in yourself in that situation starts to lower, right? And you lose a little bit of that confidence and that power. Um, hence why I'm doing the five ways you're giving away your power. But that's one of the ways is we start losing that trust in ourselves. Now, you see some people who, oh, I'm going to be single forever and I'm happy being single. And while they absolutely can be, and I'm not saying they're lying and I'm not saying they're not happy single, I've seen so many people choose to remain single and think that they're going to be just resign themselves and, and become happy with being single for the rest of their lives because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves to pick the right partner. They don't trust themselves not to get hurt again. They don't trust themselves not to uh, their, their capability of going through that process again. Um, and that comes down to the limiting beliefs, the unaligned beliefs, right? The, the self-worthiness, all of that. And so I love that snippet, but if somebody's sitting there and, and especially a child, because no matter who it is, my daughter came up and said yesterday, she says, oh, I'm so stupid. And I said, well, that's not a very nice thing to say to yourself, right? It's not that you can't think that. And it's not that you shouldn't think that. Whatever pops into your head, whatever emotion you experience, whatever feeling, whatever thought, there is a purpose to it. So if you do feel, hey, I'm not really good at reading, okay, you might not, and you might feel that you're not, but that is incentive to do better. That is, that's why I say negativity is the catalyst to positive growth, because if you have a negative mindset about something, that's your trigger to make it better. That's your trigger to learn, to grow, to, you know, springboard yourself into a next level. If I'm not a good reader and I sit there and I say, oh, but you know, like I'm really, I'm just not a good reader. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, you have strengths and weaknesses we all do. We all have negative and positive. We have all have dark and light. We all have, you know, I'm volatile and vindictive. 
And I know that about myself, but I control it, right? I know that if I ever needed to be mama bear and I needed that volatile, vindictive woman to jump out of my skin and attack somebody, I absolutely would to defend my children, to defend myself, right? I embrace that aspect of myself because I know that if I ever needed it, it would be there. But if I thought, oh, you know, I'm just all positivity and light and I just love everybody, I don't because I'm not supposed to, right? I, there are people in my life or, or who used to be in my life that I will never talk to again because they're toxic and that's okay, right? We, that's part of our mindset. Part of mindset is learning that you are an abundance of things. Not all of them are great, but they do serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even I was just having a discussion with someone about like the cycle of friends and how some ebb and flow, you know, come in and out your whole life. And then some are, you know, come in and are there for a while and then go away. And just how the alignment and how things come together that, um, you know, there are, I'm trying to think of the, the, this older phrase, fair weather friend, where it's like, it's all about the fun and fun and fun. But when it comes to any challenges or needing more depth, then it's, it's hands off and they disappear. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting because there is, there's this cycle and there are, there are in those relationships, you know, family, friends, you know, all of them about where they're, they're going to cycle through who you're closer and maybe cutting out, um, because of the interactions and, Absolutely. Like, I love that you said mama bear because my, you know, having to be um, a good advocate for, you know, our children and ourselves is so important and having, knowing and being confident in your own ability to do that um, and trusting yourself, um, I think is so key um, when those not so light sides are coming out. Um, and, you know, depending on the situation, there is a purpose for it and embracing and knowing that and trusting ourselves is really important. Yep. And like I said, at the, at the beginning of this, I, I can't remember if I said it at the beginning, I think I did is, you know, I spent three weeks procrastinating, lying in bed, binge watching shows, uh, reading, binge, binge reading. That's my favorite thing is binge reading. And I've done that for the last few weeks. And, you know, I could have sat there and wallowed. And, you know, for a lot of the time, it's like, yeah, I'll spend the first hour or two in the mornings on myself. That's me time where I read or I watch a show or I just do something mindless for the first couple hours of my day. And then, then I get to it and I haven't been getting to it. And so I'm sitting there and I could sit in that and I'm wallowing in that. And then today it was like, or at the beginning of the, the new moon. So not the new moon, the full moon that just happened. It was like, Ooh, I need to get at it. And it was, it was pushing me to become active. So I'm like, okay. And then as soon as I started to become active, it was like, everybody needed something. So every time I tried it was like, oh, mom or honey or, you know, Melissa or whatever. Everybody needed something at that point in time. And so, and then I reverted back to, again, lying in bed and binge reading. And finally today it was like, okay, I get it. It finally clicked. And when you have, when you have a conscious awareness of your mindset, you still go down the deep end. Absolutely. You still go down the deep end. But it's easier to get that clarity and to remove the emotions from your mindset and say, okay, what is this trying to show me? And today I finally realized it is that I'm not doing my physical health any benefit 
by just sitting there and reading. I'm actually making my physical health worse by not, I crave being, being not physically active because I am slightly allergic to it, but we won't get into that. Um, literally I am allergic, uh, anaphylactic to, um, intense exercise. So, which is fun to think about, but I like being busy. I used to work for my lo local post office and it was, I was go, go, go. I loved being busy. I couldn't stand sitting around. It was something where I would go to work. I would mindlessly work. I would get it done. And then I would go home. And I felt good. My body felt good because I was getting the activity. I felt good because I was being productive. And I'm not doing that for myself anymore. And so it was a wake up call and say, Melissa, you're getting sick. Like you need to, you need to do something different. And when you have a mindset and you understand how your mindset works, you understand how life relates to your mindset. It's like, okay, what is this showing me now? What do I maybe need to tweak or reevaluate or readjust to make it work for me? And so that's kind of just where you go through it. Mindset is life-changing. It's not just mindset though. It's taking action, but your mindset dictates what you do, what you eat, what you listen to, what actions you take, how you express yourself. Um, all of it comes down to your mindset but it's also taking action. It's also having clarity and knowledge. And again, it, it's like this whole process. Mm -hmm. Yes, I always um, think about you choose your heart. So it's either gonna be, if you aren't feeling good, that's hard. But it's also hard work to do, you know, do, the piece where you feel good, you know, whether it's getting up and getting moving, or you just you you need to pick your heart, because none of it's easy. And, you know, so choosing where you're gonna take that action. And um, one of the things that I love about the ULA lifestyle is it's foundation encourages three action steps a day that are focused on one that are focused on those seven pillars one of the those seven f's and so you're taking action steps towards something three action steps a day and you can of course do more but three action steps putting yourself in action and maybe that action step is something little like hey i'm gonna um put my exercise clothes out and put them on in the morning it's not even that you're going to go exercise or be active you're just because if you jump in and go oh i'm going to start and do five days a week and you like it's that mindset of all or nothing well what if you just took little baby steps because at least one step after a year you've taken over a thousand steps towards action steps towards something that whether it's your greater purpose, whether it's a dream, a goal, better relationships. So three action steps a day. They can be little, they can be big, but three of them. And I, for me personally, I like to get them done first thing in the morning so that that I can get to the other it creates the momentum for me. It's kind of my, like my jump start to like, okay, I need to get, I know if I do nothing else the rest of the day, if I get these three things done, that is what I needed to do today. Yeah. So yes, taking action is really important. And not only that, I love that way of thinking, right? Like my mother-in-law has always said that, right? Every day she focuses and makes sure she does three things right? Or we'll write down three things she does during the day to feel like she's being productive and, you know, supporting herself. And it does, it makes sense, right? I always tell my daughter, she, she does not like doing her chores. <laughs> so I always say it's going to take you less than five minutes. And once it's done, you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. 
right? And so like you were saying, if something comes up during the day, then you don't have guilt that you didn't get anything done. If something comes up during the day, then you can put all of your focus into that and not have all these other feelings going around, right? Mm -hmm. If you fall, fall ill or what have you, you, you don't have the guilt of, of not getting it done. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, we are nearing that time. So is there anything you'd like to add about what is our mindset before we get going? You know, just really, I always want each person to be their own biggest cheerleader. Like that is who you hear and listen to the most. And so creating that mindset, that trust in yourself so that you can take those daily action steps. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. I am and always will be my number one priority. And that's not at the expense of anybody else. And I think that's what people forget. We can be our own priority without shame, without guilt, without animosity, when we're doing it with the right intentions and still caring about how other people feel. There is that capability. And it's just kind of figuring out how that works for each of us. Well, all right, just a family. That's been your episode today. Thank you, Shannon, so much for joining me. I really appreciated it. Thank you, Melissa. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. If anybody wants to get a hold of either myself or Shannon, please do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. If you would like to join our sponsor with the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge, it's a five-day challenge of the five ways that you are giving away your power and how you can start taking it back now. As well as that, you can check out my seven mindset pillars linked in the comp linked in the description as well to give yourself an idea of what is mindset and how it works for you. For everybody watching, if you would like to like, follow, and share the show, comment, get involved. We're always going to answer your comments and, and engage. Follow us on our social handles. You can find us at Just Alive TV across 90% of social media platforms. You can watch and or listen to the show, read the blog, all at JustAliveTV.com. Sign up for our newsletter. If you would like to be a guest speaker on the show, a guest blogger, or if you would like a topic featured on the show, please absolutely reach out to us again at justalivetv.com or across our socials. We are always looking for future topics and guest speakers. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will talk to you all on the next episode. Bye.